Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about the real God, him being able to be his real self. That's what he wants to talk about today. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. You said when we got together that you'd be here in the midst of us. You said you'd want to, you want to be where we are, and so we welcome you. We thank you so much. We praise you for teaching us your way and telling us even how you feel. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory in your name. Amen. So when God was talking to me today, he started talking to me about how he feels and how he doesn't like the debate that goes on about him and who's a real Christian and who's not a real Christian. But he just wants to be known as himself. And if we would get to know him, then we would know him. Jesus came to show us the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He came to show us the Father. That was his assignment. And we can read that in John 17. His assignment was to come and show us the Father. He said and did what the Father said and did. He gave us instructions not to judge, not to have gods before God, not to be getting the um, speck out of our, other, our brother's eye when we have a plank in our own. He wants us to know the truth, and, you know, knowing the truth takes him examining us. I mean, we can do a self-examination, but we don't see ourselves for the truth, you know. We're always putting ourselves up on a pedestal, and that maybe is because the enemy is always trying to put us down. And so we're looking at, and we talked about this already, but I just feel like God is bringing it up again. We're looking at... Um, you know, this little speck in someone else's eye, and we don't see our own fault. We don't see the plank in our own eye. And Jesus was saying, first get the plank out of your eye so you can actually see <laughs> to get the speck out of your brother's eye. And so that's what he's saying to us today. And there's so much debate going on about him and um, about um, wolves in sheep's clothing and all these people who are um, being accused of not being godly and the very ones accusing them may not be godly themselves. So anyway, God is saying, that's my job. He's going he's gonna to do the judging. He's going to take care of what's right and what's wrong. But our part is to know him. Our part is to put our energy in knowing him. I feel like this is a, a repeat. <laughs> I can't exactly remember what it was just maybe a week or so ago, but it feels like a repeat. And I, I think it's a real problem that we're going around judging and um, talking about people with just gossiping and backbiting. And what we should be doing is getting to know him. So John 17, 3, I wanted to read to you. And this is this is Jesus talking. And this is eternal life. It means to know and perceive, recognize Become acquainted with and understand you. And he's talking to God. He's praying, actually. The only true and real God, and likewise to know him, Jesus as the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, whom I have sent. I have glorified you down here on the earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. It's Jesus talking. And now, Father, glorify me along with yourself and restore me to such majesty and honor to your presence I had with you before the world existed. This is a prayer, actually, that he's praying um, before he leaves. It starts out in verse 1, when Jesus had spoken these things, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, 
that all rest come glorify and exalt and honor and magnify your son so that your son may glorify and exalt and honor and magnify you. In verse two, just as you have granted me power and authority over all the flesh of humankind, now glorify him so that he may give eternal life to whom you have given. Then I'm going to go back down to verse six. I have manifested your name. I have revealed your very self, your real self to the people whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have obeyed and kept your word. Now at last they know you, know and understand that that all you have given me belongs to you is really and truly yours. For uttered words that you gave me, I have given them and they have received and accepted them and have come to know positively in reality to believe with absolute assurance that I have come forth, your presence come forth from your presence, and they have believed and are convinced that you did send me. I am praying for them. I'm not praying for praying, requesting for the world for you to. I'll start over there. I'm I'm praying for them. I am not praying. I'm not requesting. Um, for the world, but that those you have given me, for they belong to you. All things that are mine are yours, and all things that are yours belong to me, and I am glorified in and through them, and they have done honor, me honor in them. My glory is achieved. And now I am no more in the world, but these are still in the world, and I am not, and I am coming to you, Holy Father, keep your, to keep your name. Keep in your name and the knowledge of yourself those who you have given me, and they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I kept and preserved them in your name in the knowledge and worship of you. Those who have given me I have guarded and protected, and not one of them has perished or lost except the son of perdition, which we know is Judas. Anyway, I want to treat some of that prayer to you because he was saying he did what he came to do. And... Um, just to point out, to recognize that he came to show us the Father. He came, he said, I said what the Father said. I did what he did. He did his works. He went around doing good. He did the Father's heart. And um, he's saying, I want to read verse 3 to you again. And this is eternal life, which is what we should be seeking after, eternal life. Instead of living here and now how we feel by our flesh, separated actually from him because we are debating and backbiting, gossiping and judging all the things he told us not to do, the very things he told us not to do, um, we're doing, some people are doing. And um, he's saying that is an eternal life. Eternal life is to know, to perceive and recognize and become acquainted with him and understand him even. And so that is our part, and that takes time. To get to know takes time. And so if we'd switch our time around and stop worrying about everybody else and what they're doing, um, then we could take that time and get to know him. So many people say, I don't have time to spend with God. And those same people have time to um, backbite, to gossip, and to judge. And I might be getting your face a little bit, but that's what I'm called to do right here. Um, I very, very rarely have a sweet message. I mean, God loves us, and we need to be corrected so that um, we can live with him when we leave here and even live with him now and represent him. 
you know, there's so much more said about a person's character and the way they act than rather, um, you know, making sure everybody knows um, the things that are going on that are really just plain old gossip and judging. So, so anyway, he said, um, acquainted with and understand you, the only true and real God, and likewise to know him, Jesus, as the Christ, anointed one, the Messiah, whom you have sent. And so, you know, if, if we all got to know the real God, which is what Jesus was saying, we wouldn't have all these other gods. We wouldn't have all these other opinions. But we spend our energy on, on things that are just really futile, as I said. And if we spent that energy to get to know the real God, we could all come in agreement. And um, if we would spend the energy even to make sure we're doing that greater work rather than spending our time with things that are not eternal, that are just temporary. And so that's the message I have today. God is talking to us about wanting to be his real self, not wanting to be what someone else's opinion is of him, or not even, you know, thinking that we're at a place where we actually know all of him. He reveals to us who he is in his time as we draw close to him. And so, you know, sometimes, uh, a lot of times, I think we look really silly um, when we say something that we think we know, and then really to come to find out later that we didn't know anything, that really wasn't God. The thing you were saying was your opinion. And so that makes all different gods, right? And we know the enemy, you know, he, he is constantly... Wanting to cause trouble, our warfare isn't against flesh and blood, but against spiritual darkness. And so he's always trying to rile things up, get things going, get you to judge and, you know, get division going on be in between us. And we got to stop that and just seek him. Get to know the true and the real God. Listen to what Jesus said and start copying him. Start saying what he said and thinking what he thinks. What John 1, 1 tells us, he's his word. So if we start thinking the word and acting the word, then we're going to be showing the Father as well. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to be witnesses. He said, if you truly believe me, you're going to be doing the works I'm doing, and even greater. And instead, we're doing the work of the enemy. We're causing trouble. We're making things take longer. And I believe we're disturbing God. You know, he, he shows us his feelings, and Jesus said right here, we need to understand him. Corinthians says that his thoughts and purposes of his heart, his feelings, um, he will pass through our mind when we take that time to get to know him and want to know him and care about what he cares about. And so our vision should be for eternity. We should be looking ahead, not looking here and now, not looking to, to backbite and put people down and criticize them and um, even falsely accuse them of being wolves in sheep's clothing, whatever it is. But we should get our business on ourselves and make sure that we're getting that log out of our eye. So if we have a log in our eye, then that is going to take a while for Jesus to help us get that out. That's going to take some fixing up. That sounds like we need some surgery, like we need to get on the vine and have some dead branches taken off. So 
let's forget about what everybody else is doing and keep our mouths shut and focus on ourselves. Prepare yourself for eternity. And then you're going to be that witness for those who you might be thinking are off the path. I just feel God prompting me to tell this, and I don't like to because I don't want to be bragging, but at the same time, it's a very valid point. And um, when my mom was here and she wants me to tell her story, she was wanting to go to heaven really bad. She, she was so sick. She said she felt like a little girl in an old person's body. She was 83, and she was just tired, and she wanted to go home. And she was, she and well, Satan got in there and started causing some trouble and got her in unforgiveness. She was offended. She had her feelings hurt. And so then when she wanted to go, of course, um, it was difficult for her to go, especially because I was praying that God wouldn't take her. Because you can't be in unforgiveness and leave and think you're going to go to heaven. Unforgiveness does not equal heaven. Heaven is about love, and if we don't love, we're not going to fit into heaven. And so I was praying that for her, and she was just crying out to God and and begging Him and asking Him why she was still here, because she was working that at getting out of here for quite some time. It was a couple of years. Well, finally, He said that you have to be more like your daughter, and He was talking about me. And she told me that, and I said, God, why would you say that? I'm nowhere near like you. And he said, if I would have told her she had to be like me, she wouldn't have been able to think she could do that. But you're my witness, and you were showing her how to love. You were showing her who I was. And I guess he wanted me to say all that to say that that is our call, not to be backbiting and and trying to trip people up or expose them for whatever we think they're doing. But we are to be that witness. And then when we are, God is going to send people to us that we're, they're following us because we're following him. And so I guess that is a pretty good thing to bring up during the subject. I mean, God, he, he just knows what he's doing and he knows what needs to be said at the right time. And that, that is what needs to be said. We need to be a witness. And again, I'm not gloating. I'm not patting myself on the back. And in fact, I hate it when he wants me to say that. But I'm being a witness to you by saying it. And if, if we're not told the truth, if we don't know the truth, then we're walking in ignorance. And if we walk in ignorance, what does Hosea say? My people perish for a lack of knowledge. So be that witness. Follow Jesus do what he says, follow his law, and pray, not my will, but your will. Help me to keep my mouth shut. Help me to keep my opinion to myself. Help me to match up my opinion with your opinion. Yeah, that's what he's saying. That's our prayer. You know, he's sitting here praying to God, and he's telling God he did everything he told him to do. And um, pretty much saying he was ready, verse 12, while I was with them, I kept and preserved them in your name and the knowledge and the worship of you, those you have given me. He did his part, and we're to be doing that part. He said we're to do the greater work. We're to do what he was doing and even more. And we got to spend our time and energy on that, being that witness he called us to do. Even he had an assignment, right? And we have an assignment as well. He said, now I'm coming to you, and I say, 
things while I'm still in the world, and so that my joy may be full and complete and perfect in them, and that they may experience my delight and fulfilled in them, and my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls, and they may have my gladness with them filling their hearts. And this goes on. I would just encourage you to read it, but he's saying he did what God asked him to do. And we got to get to that place where when we stand before him, we're going to say, we did what you asked us to do. We did it. We came in agreement with Jesus, and um, we're conforming to his way, and we're going to bite our tongue. It doesn't matter what you think, how you feel. It doesn't matter our opinion on anything. If it doesn't line up with Jesus, then um, it's not a good opinion because he's good. He's true. He's love. He's wonderful. What he says is true. What he says is perfect. We just think like men. We can't trust men. We can't live on a man's opinion, but we got to live on God's opinion. John 1.1 says he is his word, so we got to live on his opinion. You know, um, when Jesus left the Holy Spirit, he promised the Holy Spirit. He said, don't grieve. The Holy Spirit's going to come, and um, he's going to take over for me. And the Message Bible, it, um, he says, he says it as your friend is going to come and he's going to take my place. And we got to think of him that way because he, he is there to help us. And he's going to, if you ask him even, to help you to be quiet and keep your opinion to yourself and to um, do God's will and not your own, he will. He's kind. He loves you. But anyway, my point was to be that when you ask Jesus to be your God, when you come in agreement with him, he's going to send the Holy Spirit if you want him to. Revelation 3.20 says, if you invite him in, he said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart, and if you invite me in, I will come in and dine with you. And so you have to invite him. And the reason I'm telling you that is if you want to say that prayer, I want to um, end this time with that prayer. I want to pray with you. And when you invite him in, then that means you throw away your opinion. You don't live like you lived anymore. You come out from among them and you be that witness that he's calling you to do. That's what he's calling you to do. When you ask him to come live on the inside of you, and then what your, your goal is, your objective is to be like him and say what he would say and do what he would do and nothing else. And you got to spend time with him to get to that place. And yeah, we all mess up, but we can repent and get back on. So let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you so much that you want to live on the inside of us. And we're asking you to come right now and live on the inside of us and correct us and teach us your way. We love you so much. And we just thank you that you would just help us to be like you and to, to only live by what you say, what you think, your opinion. Help us to just forget everything that we knew. Just wash it away and help us to remember to get up every day and to look at what you think and take on your thinking. Help us to be as faithful to you as you are to us. We love you, praise you, give you all the glory. In your name we pray, amen. So now if you said that prayer, congratulations. Now he's living on the inside of you and he's gonna take care of you. You gotta let him know it. You gotta give him attention. You gotta give him time. So you can get to know him. That's what eternal life is. We just read that. Eternal life is to know him and to be in agreement with him 
And that's why Jesus said to understand him. Take some time and start understanding him, why he thinks what he thinks, why he says what he says, and, and come in agreement with him so that you can live with him here and now and be that witness and then live with him when you leave here. And yes, my mom made it to heaven. Just felt him prompting me to tell you that. She made it. She forgave. She copied me and she got to heaven. And so let's copy him so they copy us. We have a vital part. We, we really do. Our part is vital. It's very important to God that we go and do what he's calling us to do to show who he is, to be that witness. So if you just said that prayer, you've got a lot of stuff to do. And if you've been, you know, worrying about everybody else and everything else, you got a lot of stuff to do. Get caught back up with Jesus and find out what he wants you to do, where he wants you to go what he wants you to say and who he wants you to say it to. <laughs> so can't do anything apart from him. So stay connected, stay on that vine. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today.